I got I got one for you. I got one for you. Oh, I do. I do. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and podcast is available on the free Odyssey app. On the text line, I get, <laughs> you know, Bill, I think with your military background, you can at least appreciate that some of the transgender community wanted to sign up to serve and protect your country, preserve its values, at or pre- preserve, protect our country. At least they tried until Trump disqualified them for petty reasons. I hope you have new neighbors one day that are trans, and then I think you'll learn a lot more than what you just presume currently. If you don't, then certainly the aggravation you endure will be comical. (laughs) See, here's the thing. This is the thing about me and other people. If another person walks up to me, and it's a guy in a dress, and he walks up to me and says, do you have directions to this place? I'm going to say, yes, I do. It's right down there. If they come up to me and say, I'm trans and I expect you to accept that and not only accept it, but celebrate it. Then I'm going to say, yes, what you're looking for is right down there. The other thing about military service, wanting to serve in the military means you got to be deployable. And if you can't deploy, you know, if you're undergoing transition surgery or you've undergone transition surgery, I'm not aware, and I may be wrong about this, but if you have transitioned, right, uh, are there medical procedures that have to, you know, be undertaken after that just to make sure that you stay the way you are? And then, okay, you also have to have a security clearance. You have to have a security clearance to serve in the military, at least secret, even the cooks have a security clearance. If you can't get a security clearance, I don't really know what job you can do except maybe paint the marker, you know, paint the strips on the parking lot or whatever. Um, if the military decides that this is a mental health issue, then you would be denied a security clearance. And these policies are in place for the good of the body of the military. And nobody is above the body of the military. The the politics be damned when it comes to the military as far as what they have to accept or should accept. All they should accept is the very best they can get. That's what they should accept. So, you know, to make one presumption that I don't like people, I do like people. I've never met a person I didn't know. I'll strike up a conversation with anybody. If they want to have a conversation with me, if they don't, they, they shove off and I'm okay. Go ahead. Go away from me. I don't care. The, uh, you know, but that, that's, that's one of those presumptions that I would be aggravated by the fact that I'm not, I couldn't care less. See, that's the difference between you and me. You're aggravated because I believe what I believe and I couldn't care less that you believe what you believe, Right. Couldn't care less because you're not part of my life. I'm not a part of your life. I have no decisions to make for you. I have no power over you. You are free to live your life as you see fit. And if you don't want us to be concerned about it, that's fine. Here's where I draw the line on the whole transgender issue. You don't get to teach it to kids. You do not get to teach it to kids. That is to be resisted in every way possible. Because if the parents want to teach it to the kids, okay, 
I'm going to, you know, I'm massaging my temples trying to figure out why that would be a thing. But if the parents want to do it, okay, because now we're getting into a whole different kind of category. But the body of society does not get to decide that this is going to be the way it is. And parenthood doesn't matter. They don't get to do that. They don't. So, when I served in the military, for example, it was illegal to be homosexual. And we knew, everybody knew, that we had homosexuals in the military. And I, you know, the way I, if you want to use the word judged, right? If you want to be, if you want to use the word judged, I only ever judged somebody by the way they did their job. We all had, you know, a, uh, we all had a designated role to play. And when we were in there doing what we were supposed to do in order to make the mission work, if they did their mission part right, I couldn't have cared less what they were. I couldn't have cared less if they were a furry. The problem is that when you start introducing all of this little, all of these little mini dynamics into it, you are hurting the cohesiveness of the unit. The military does not have the luxury or the room to get out there and mollycoddle a bunch of people that have ideas because that's not what the military is. The military is not a democracy. The military is not a democracy. The military is a machine that we employ in the event that the politi political and uh, diplomatic mechanisms in place fail and then we become the politics of force military operations are the politics of force you know with with uh, with world war ii we looked at what was happening with uh with germany and japan and we saw them wanting to conquer and and take real estate and uh subjugate a bunch of people and we said no you do not get to do that so then we we projected and enforced our will upon them. And we made them pay a very heavy price. I mean, there's a lot of people in Europe to this day that are still very resentful that we were over there. And we weren't over there by choice. You know, we had treaties that we had to. So here's the thing. If you were, if you think that you are transgender, you owe it to yourself to get all the information you possibly can. So the first thing you should do is go find some sort of psychological psychiatric help and see. If you go to that and you come away from that and you believe, you still believe, well, man, I feel like a woman. It seems silly, right? But at the same time, um, then you have to get into this uh, phase of, okay, now what? How do you live with this? What are you going to do to live with this? And all these things you're you're doing, uh, is it going to work? Are you going to be happy with this? These are all questions you need to ask. Don't sit out there and worry about what I want or what I what I think, and you're not going to persuade me into thinking that what you're doing is the right decision. You're not, you're not going to persuade me into thinking that gender is something that is assigned to you. If gender was something we were assigned, then we would kind of come out a variety of different ways, not just two. It is hard 
to be an adult. It's hard to grow up. It's hard to do all these things. And all of that is all designed to create a book of life by which you're going to lead your life. Some have a decent book, some don't. And it's, it's very regrettable and it's very uplifting all at the same time. And uh, getting out there and thinking that, but to get out there and think that I'm going to be aggravated by the fact that there are transgenders that exist. Well, <laughs> let me see. I, I just, uh, let's see. No, no, that's not him. Somebody doesn't like what I'm saying. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Now I'm being told that uh, it, it's, a, it's a shame. they did. It has nothing to do with discrimination. When you join the military, you got to be deployable. If you can't be deployable, that's not discrimination. Are we supposed to have a unit of people that do nothing but get uh, transitioned? And they're not really in the military anymore. They're just getting paid by the military. They're taking up slots, taking up rank, wearing the uniform. Are we supposed to have them? So I'm not dancing around. This isn't discrimination. This is uh, this is what the way it has to be because of the mission. It is a is a hard fact. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, enough of that nonsense. I, I love it when people can listen to me for five minutes and figure out exactly what I'm about. I'm going to tell you a story of courage when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. I've had this discussion before, but something sort of went in a different direction with these two examples, and we're going to talk about these. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. About a week ago in Centerville, Texas, uh, a dude walked into a barbecue shack, and he came in in a very harassing and aggressive manner about him. He sort of, you know, Rared back on a bunch of people in there in, in the uh, in the in the restaurant. Then he went into a uh, restroom and attacked an elderly man. He knocked him out and and continued beating on him. And there was a guy with a gun in there, and he had witnessed everything up to this point, so he knew the, who the aggressor was and who was the victim. That's always bad, if you're an armed citizen, because now. There's certain things you can do. But this guy, what was this guy's name? Something Anderson. Kevin Craig Anderson. So Anderson came after the armed citizen, beating him up, knocking him to the floor as well. So while he was down on his ground on the ground after he got knocked down on the ground, which at this particular point in my mind's eye means, okay, now the tables have turned. Let's go. Let's get loud. He drew his gun and fired two shots. He was shot in the arm. They found him a short time left later. He ended up in the hospital. It's very hard to get out there and say, I did this while shaving. 
This would be considered a justifiable use of force. This man was not charged. Cass County, Michigan. Dude comes into the convenience store, gets behind the counter where the clerk is there, and menaces him with a box cutter. Says, you know why I'm here, and he starts advancing on the, uh, on the guy. Now, customer out there on the floor has come in for a six-pack of beer. He has his six-pack of beer. He's coming up to uh, pay for his Miller Lite. The suspect, Cordelius Anthony Martin, threatening the clerk with a box cutter. So the customer, who had a Michigan concealed carry permit, drew his weapon when he saw the look of fear on the clerk's face, and he fired three shots, then another three, while at the same time still holding his six-pack of beer. Mr. Martin was struck three times. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, the armed citizen did, did leave the, nether, the store because he had to go get another magazine. Then he returned and held the perpetrator at gunpoint until the police arrived. The Cass County prosecutor stated, in Michigan, obviously we do have defense of others as part of the law in Michigan, that you can defend others if they're in a situation, that there's dangerous force being used against them. And certainly in this case, we're looking at the facts in regard to that. The, the store clerk said he saved my life. And Mr. Martin is now facing charges of armed robbery and with three other felony convictions to his name. Well, who knows what's going to happen. These are one of these, the, the thing with uh, armed response, if you're going to be out there and you think you need to defend somebody else, is you have to know the whole story. You have to know who is the aggressor and you have to know who is the victim. Because sometimes you come in and you might be, see somebody just bitten, beating the mud out of somebody. This is somebody that was attacked who turned out not to be a victim. Turned out the lamb was attacking the lion. So when those tables turn, you, can't, you do not want to roll up and start firing shots at people. Because you don't know. You don't know. And this is why uh, when I was talking about the, uh, the mall, the mall balloon incident... If you don't know where the shooter is, you you take precautions to take care of yourself and you get out. If the shooter's there and you see the shooter there, okay, engage. Go for it. Enjoy all of those things that come along with shooting somebody. Sometimes that is a very necessary thing, no doubt about it. But it ain't free. <laughs> and that's why that's why I have the position I have, but uh Anyway, I, uh, you know, when I saw that, it just sort of fit into this uh, thing that we were getting for a couple of days here. That's, and I, I, I even think that in when you're taking the concealed carry permit class, if memory serves, you need to be very pragmatic if it's not self-defense. Self-defense, okay, fine. Somebody comes in there and you're in fear of... Uh, heavy bodily or you know bodily injury or imminent death go loud on them you know deal with it and uh, probably things are going to turn out in your favor if you're just a normal person walking about you know executing the turkey pot pie theory of life that i have but getting involved in something that you don't know everything about that's unless you see it unfold right like these two guys did they saw it unfold they saw who was the bad guy? Most of the time, bad guys are going to be guys that are, uh, you know, they're easy. 
their targets are easy prey. And you can't... In the case of like a mental health issue or something, uh, they'll find that out afterwards. But when you're in the middle of getting your, you know, getting, getting beaten to death, uh, you don't really need to be sitting back there going, "I wonder if this guy is mentally ill. I wonder if he had a tough bringing up." You have to just do what you got to do to defend yourself or somebody else if that's the way it works out. So I saw that and I just thought, okay, this would be a very germane thing to bring up on this. Now, what they're saying out of Michigan is that based on the news reports, it sounds like the armed citizen only shot when he perceived there to be an active threat, first to the store clerk and then to himself. And this is, and the police still haven't concluded that the concealed carry holder was justified in using deadly force against the armed robbery suspect. But it sometimes takes them a year or more before determining that no charges should be filed. So I hope that these armed citizens won't have to wait nearly as long to learn that they're in the clear. But those two guys, they get a round of applause because they they uh, gave a really good accounting for themselves. And that's the thing. Most people that do this, that actually have to do this, are not people like me that go out and train to do it. They're people that bought the gun, took the class, obey the law. Something happens in front of them. They react. And they react well. And these two guys, these two, these two defenders... Hats off to you, fellas. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the way you handled the situation. Especially, we got video of the guy in Michigan. This guy, this guy was a very cool customer. He saw what was happening and he backed up and got a barrier between him and the, uh, the attacker. And uh, then he drew his weapon, came up on him, got a good angle, started letting him, you know, fire three shots. Stop the threat. And that's that's also the thing. He stopped shooting when he needed to stop shooting. That's a very hard thing to do when you're in the middle of that adrenaline dump. He saw what was going on, and he stopped shooting. And for everybody to go, oh, that just seemed... No, no, no. That's when you're in the middle of all of that stuff, and you got all these things going on inside of you, and, everything's, and you're in what is referred to as tachypsychia, where everything slows down. Actually have, can, retaining control of your mind and not letting the emotion take you away is, that's huge. That's, a, that's an attribute that you can't teach. You can't teach that. People either have it or they don't. These two defenders had it, so good for them. I hope they don't get charged. They've decided to go after Jordan Peterson because of things he said. They want to re-educate him. Yeah. Welcome to the world of the weathermen. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Going after you for what you say. All of these things you see on these big people that they do, this is to, these are all test cases to see if it sticks. The GS Plumbing Talk line is one 800 Nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is seven one three zero seven. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and you can find the podcast on the free Odyssey app. 
a Canadian court ruled against uh, Jordan Peterson. And they have ordered that he needs to undergo social media re-education or face losing his license to practice. Which, I don't know how much he actually practices today. And this is all based upon statements made online. Now, in a very confusing statement, Judge Paul Shaba said the CPO order that Peterson take a program on professionalism and public statements is not disciplinary and does not prevent Dr. Peterson from expressing himself on controversial topics. But he and Peterson, who, but here's the thing: what he said is not true. This judge, he's he's saying this so nobody will get out there and say, "Oh, this is obvious censorship." But that what what he just said is not true because uh, it is censorship. Because all he's been doing is expressing himself on controversial topics. Peterson has said these were off-duty opinions and not made in his professional capacity. He got out there and his claim to fame was that he very vociferously decided that he was not going to go by the pronoun language. He was not going to be compelled to do it. And a lot of people started bringing him on shows. And he's very articulate. He's very educated. He's very logical. He explains himself really easily and he comes in loaded for bear. So when he started doing that and, you know, all these leftist shows were trying to get him in the gotcha moments because most of the shows that are out there are leftist, then the conservative side started coming at him too. And, uh, well, then, then he became like a little celebrity. But just Judge Shaba said Dr. Peterson sees himself functioning as a clinical psychologist in the broad public space where he claims to be helping millions of people, and he cannot have it both ways. He cannot speak as a member of a regulated profession without taking responsibility for the risk of harm that flows from him speaking in that trusted capacity. Remember you said that, Judge, because we got that happening down here all the time. We got that happening down here all the time. Bernie Sanders was never held to, to account for the Bernie bro. Now was he? Everybody got out there and said, well, you know, Bernie, that wasn't really your fault, that your, your rhetoric drove him to do that. It wasn't your fault because he, he made a decision. So, I guess Jordan Peterson, for getting out there and saying, I'm a clinical psychologist, in his bio, that, was, that means he's trying to have it both ways. They talked about post-directed at Canadian politicians, a plus-size Sports Illustrated uh, model, and transgender actor Elliot Page. And it's speech. It's simply speech and unprofessional language. The prescribed coach would focus on the unprofessional language and not prevent him from expressing himself on issues he or his audience call, uh, care about. So why would you go to the guy in the first place if you're not trying to change something? Of course, Jordan Peterson in typical Jordan Peterson uh, fashion, got out there and say, if you think you have a right to free speech in Canada, you're delusional. I will make every aspect of this public, and we will see what happens when utter transparency is the rule. Bring it on. I'm just going by what uh, the court said. I'm being corrected because it's Ellen Page, not Elliot. Elon Musk 
was uh, he was surprised at the update. He said, it's worse than you think at Elon Musk. My tweets criticizing the trans insanity and at just Judd and Trudeau are the putative reason the judges are progressives appointed by at Justin Trudeau and all professionals in Canada are so terrified of their professional regulatory bodies that they're terrified into silence. And even those who aren't intimidated in that manner can't afford the extremely expensive and endless fight. Not good. They want to regulate what he says. And at the same time, they're saying we're not trying to regulate what he says. We just want to regulate what he says is, you know, double speak. And uh, see, this happens here, like the like this AMA opinion that we should be funding the uterus transplants going into transgender women. That's an opinion, right? They're entitled to their opinion, as insane as it may be. They are entitled to state what they want to say. This is what the First Amendment protects. It protects me if I say things that I can't say on the radio. It protects me if I say bad things about other races. It protects everything I say because that's what it protects. Because as soon as you get out there and start saying, well, you can't say that. It's never just that. It's always, well, in the beginning, you could only not say that. Now you can't say that or this. And before long, you got a whole list of things you can't say. And nobody says anything. And this is a chill. This is a chill on the very most basic of rights, right? And coming out of Trudeau's government, it's not not surprising to me. Now, they're looking at this and they're talking about professionals, doctors, lawyers, teachers, accountants. Okay, that's fine. It should be everybody. Everybody should have a right to say what they want to say. And, and they do. They do. That's fine. Say what you want to say. As far as I'm concerned, I took an oath to defend that. I'll keep on doing it. I may not agree with you. We may get into an argument, but you can say what you want to say. Nobody's ever going to stop you from doing that. Because if they do that, then you and I have a common enemy, don't we? Because they want to stop you from saying what you want to say. So you're going to have to put that aside for a minute while we deal with this, aren't you? Yeah. You might find out we have something in common besides, you know, just this enemy while we're doing it, too. Words don't matter. Words are an expression of an idea. It's how we put an idea out there to where it can be heard. Some I, There's a lot of ideas that are not really good ideas. Not good ideas at all. There's a lot of ideas that are, you know, wondrous. And there's a lot of ideas in between those two. And, you know, most people just self-censor. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. But when it comes to certain things, nobody, if you decide not to say it, that's one thing. If somebody else comes to you and says, well, you shouldn't be saying this and you shouldn't be saying that, that's another thing altogether. And we should never allow that to happen. We, we should make that a common thing that we have between us, Right? There may be a great many things, and that was a, there may be a great many things that we don't agree on. But if we find a common thread that we uh, agree on, 
why wouldn't we do something about it so we can go back to having that normal conversation? Because not everybody's going to agree with everybody. That's just life. That's just life. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a pretty good thing because that's how solutions come about. Right now, in the northeastern United States, they are channel channeling their inner Dr. Shivago totalitarianism. I have to watch that again just to make sure I'm getting it right. This is News Talk 98.9 WOR. Life imitating art. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcast available on the free Odyssey app. There's a famous scene in Dr. Zhivago, which is a very old film, where the doctor returns to his private home to find the Bolsheviks have seized it and they've decided to house 30 families there. Zhivago's been off fighting on behalf of Mother Russia. And as he's tr trying to wrap his head around this, uh, a socialist housing commissar scolds him for ever having such a luxurious home in the first place. And when that came out, everybody sat around and said, that could never happen here. The Third Amendment, the one that has, you know, most people don't even think about that one. No, sh no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. The Fourth Amendment forbids a re unreasonable seizure of property. The Fifth Amendment prohibits the, prohibits the government from depriving anyone of property without due process of law. It also states that private property can't be taken for public use without just compensation. So, your house should be safe, right? Let's see, they've created this migrant crisis, this illegal immigrant crisis in the United States. And all of the so-called sanctuary cities have found out what that really means. And, uh, well, now, you know, they, they refuse to cooperate with the federal government and enforce immigration law. But now that their cup runneth over, they're out there saying, you got to do something to help us out. They are proving to be very inept at this particular situation. These people have come by their invitation, right? So, what do they expect you to do? Regular people in these blue hellhole enclaves, step up and clean out that spare bedroom that you got the junk in or whatever it is because we need it. In June of this year, New York City Mayor Eric Adams asked everyday New Yorkers to consider housing migrants in spare rooms in their private residences. Then, Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll jumped in and said, uh, host migrants in an extra room or suite. Now, first of all, these big cities, right? Very expensive. A 400-square-foot apartment in Manhattan goes for about $2,500 per month. I think my studio is 400 square feet. And I have shoehorned a lot of stuff in it. One thing I couldn't do in here is sleep because I don't have enough room. So uh, a 400-square-foot apartment in Boston is about $1,800 a month. 
So where exactly do Adams and Driscoll think that average working people in their jurisdictions have a spare room? Or a spare suite, for that matter? The truth is a little bit, it should be concerning for them. Uh, most Americans have just about enough income and enough room to house their family members. And guess what? Most are not willing to sit back and invite in an unvetted military-age male migrant illegally here who came to the U.S. fleeing violence. Eric Adams has put them up in, a, in luxury hotels and they're trashing those. So, where are you going to put them? Adams wants to change zoning restrictions that would allow commercial office space to be converted into apartments, which will generate no income at all. Uh, according to the mayor's office, there are 136 million square feet of vacant and underutilized offices that could be used to house the homeless, including the unhoused migrants. Here's the problem there, sir. Somebody owns those buildings. You don't own those buildings. If I own a building and I'm like, I'm going to leave it empty. I may be doing that for whatever reason, but you know what? It's not even relevant as to what my reason is. You don't get to get in there and decide that I'm going to turn it into something else. Now, while they haven't made any moves to seize private property, this is where they're going. You can see it happening right now. Some people may be holding this stuff out for a better price. They may be trying to get the capital together for a renovation. Why it's, why it's vacant isn't relevant. What the owner wishes to do with his or her property is not relevant. And apart from that zoning and code enforcement concern, the government doesn't get a say in the decision. But that could change. Because Adams and Driscoll are part of the group of state and local leaders who have regularly encouraged foreign nationals to violate the uh, Immigration and Nas Nationality Act. And they're also interfered with federal efforts to enforce the law. So if they're comfortable disregarding immigration law simply because they dislike them, what's to stop them from disregarding private property law that might interfere with their political agenda? So here's my advice. And, uh, you know, I am not part of the guys that bring you the common sense retirement planning text line. So I, it's probably not very good advice. If you have property in, the, in a blue city, sell it and get out. Come live next door to me, whether you're transgender or not. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.